You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I'm Ryan Zook. And I'm Aaron McMahon. Michigan has added another quarterback into the mix via the transfer portal. How does that impact the race for the starting job? Plus, the Wolverines landed a top five-star recruit on Sunday. We discuss on today's episode. Aaron, good to be with you. Still still no Andrew, but uh, so we won't be talking a lot of basketball on today's, uh, today's show, but yeah, Wolverines rolled again over Indiana on Sunday. So there's a lot of a lot of storylines. They're close to wrapping up the, the Big Ten title. Uh, can do that with a win over Illinois on Tuesday. But a- Andrew will be back this week, and, and I promise we will be discussing plenty of hoops here later on this week. But today, talking football and, and some uh, some big news on, on a Sunday uh, for the for the football program. Yeah. I guess we'll start with the quarterback. It was a big deal. They, they landed a transfer, uh, graduate transfer from the portal. Uh, Alan Bowman uh, from Texas Tech. A lot to digest or a lot to get into with him. You know, he's a he's only a, he's going to be a junior this year, but he's, he's set to graduate from Texas Tech this spring, uh, making him immediate eligible for the 2021 season. Not only that, but he's still got three years of eligibility left. So I think to me, this is an intriguing pickup for, for Michigan. Now, Michigan hasn't publicly announced this yet. They haven't confirmed anything. Um, but Bowman took to uh, social media Sunday afternoon to, to indicate that he's going to Michigan. There's a graphic of him in the Michigan uniform. He said, let's go, go blue, all, you know, all that, all that stuff. This addition wasn't, I guess, a huge surprise. Uh, but the same token, you know, I think many of us were looking at the quarterback position going into the 2021 season as Kate McNamara, J.J. McCarthy, now you've got a more experienced, older quarterback coming into the mix, and I think that is where things are going to get real interesting. Yeah, if I if I can recall, I feel like somebody on this show, either last episode or the episode before that, said, hey, "Don't be surprised if Michigan goes the the transfer portal route to to add some depth at the quarterback position." I just didn't expect it to be a guy that has starting experience and has three years of eligibility remaining with with JJ McCarthy in the wings and, and even Kate McNamara with quite a few years of eligibility remaining. So it will, it's going to be fascinating for 2021 and moving and beyond that as well as to how this quarterback room shakes out. Yeah. Diving into Bowman, I guess he's, he's an intriguing prospect. Uh, 6'3", 215 pounds. Uh, he's from Texas, Grapevine, Texas. He was only a three-star recruit coming to high school. So he wasn't highly touted. He wasn't one of those guys that was recruited by some of the big name schools. He did have, you know, a dozen, uh, two dozen offers. So there was some interest, but there wasn't a ton of interest. Michigan was not one of them, but he's had quite a quite a career so far. 
Uh, he's he's played in 19 games uh, that stretched over three seasons. Uh, he started a true freshman in 2018, threw for tw- over 2,600 yards and 17 touchdowns. Uh, now, now you got to put some of that, you know, those figures obviously in context here. Obviously, Texas Tech they they ran they run that air raid offense. They like to throw the ball football a lot. They like to put up a lot of points. Uh, so that's that kind of comes to the territory. Um, but he played pretty well as a true freshman. I mean, he set the Big 12. Uh, record for for passing yards in a game from a freshman with 600 more than 600 against Houston. He set a ton of records as as a true freshman at, at Texas Tech. So there's a lot to like here. He has battled injury. Uh, he started the um, the first three games of the 2019 season, suffered injury, and then he was banged up a little bit in 2020. Um, but he still played eight games last fall, threw for 1600 yards and ton, 10 touchdowns. But again, last year doesn't doesn't technically count against the eligibility requirements, which is why he still got three years remaining. But like I said at the top of the show, he's set to graduate here in the spring. That makes him immediately eligible, regardless of waiver or the transfer rule at that point. He can play, which, as you mentioned, I think at the top of this question, that sets up this interesting quarterback predicament um, because McNamara obviously I think was looked at as the front runner going into spring and, and potentially the fall, but he hasn't played a ton. He hasn't shown a ton. We haven't seen a ton from him just yet. And you got McCarthy, who the five-star recruit, everyone wants to talk about. Everyone probably wants to, him to play or they want to see him pretty quickly. With Bowman now on the, on the roster, I suspect that's not going to be anytime soon. Yeah, and, and another thing to keep in mind with Bowman, too, I mean, the the offense is, is kind of similar to, to what Michigan's running. I mean, a lot, a lot of RPOs. So he, he doesn't really offer much in the, in the run game, but I, I spent this morning watching watching highlights of him, and he, he gets still touching and run on the quarterback keeper, had, had a couple touchdown runs at Texas Tech. So I think that there are some similarities between Michigan's and Texas Tech's offense that can maybe allow for a, a pretty smooth transition. Because I think you you mentioned or tweeted this out this morning that it's looking like he's not going to enroll until – this summer. So it's, it's, it'll be a quick turnaround for him to, to win the starting job to be the opening night starter. But if there are some similarities and he can gain some comfortability here with, with this offense, then I guess you never really know. No, you, you don't. And and this obviously isn't the first time Jim Harbaugh's gotten a transfer quarterback. We've seen it obviously before with Jake Rudock, Jay Patterson, John O'Cord. And it's important to point out that not all three of them obviously were brought in to start right away. Obviously, Rudock did, Shea Patterson did, but John O'Corn wasn't that that guy. Some people thought he would be, but he didn't turn out to be that that long term starter that Michigan, you know, maybe wanted or needed. Bowman, I don't know. I, I, I caution to say he is going to be the front runner at quarterback, but like you said, he probably won't get here till the summer. It's going to take him some time to get acclimated with his teammates, the playbook, the offense, and the like. However. As I mentioned, he's he's the most experienced guy here. He has more reps. He's done it at the big big time level. He's thrown for a lot of yards. He's done it in big time games, and I think that's what the point of this this addition is is to add more depth and experience to the quarterback room that simply just doesn't have it at this point. You know, we talk about McCarthy, we talk about McNamara. There's also Dan Valari there, another scholarship quarterback. He still hasn't played. So by and large, Michigan's depth or quarterback room is there's there's guys there but we don't know a ton about what they can do at the college level and given michigan's need to get this offense going quickly they've got playmakers at receiver as we've seen they like what they have at running back um, but that's still a wait wait and see process the offensive line i think will take a next step this year they need a a leader a, a, a guy at quarterback and i don't know if jim harbaugh thinks he has it at this point you know we haven't talked to him about this movie yet it's important to remember we asked jim harbaugh 
last week when we talked to him about the quarterback situation, specifically J.J. McCarthy, he kind of sidestepped the question. Yeah, obviously, there, there, there was, you know, they were working to try and get another quarterback. They did it now with Bowman. Where he fits in, I think, is going to be the most interesting thing here because this isn't your typical graduate transfer move where they come in, have one year remaining, and they have to play or not play, and their career's over with, like Rudock had, for instance. Bowman's got three years left. So even if he doesn't win a starting job, he could go elsewhere. He could he could decide, well, Michigan doesn't want me. I can move on and go play somewhere else. And he can still play it away. In the past, that isn't always the case. So it's kind of a win-win for both sides. Michigan gets an experienced guy they can test out. They can throw in the water and compete. Bowman gets an opportunity at, at another big school to, to play quarterback. It's, a, it's an interesting move. And it's, it's a, I think it was a good move for, for Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think adding depth at, at a position where um, they were lacking even this year is, is can be criticized. But – we also got to remember that the Big 12 offenses aren't as daunting to go up against as some of the defenses that he will be facing in the Big 10 if, if he does play. So, uh, a new, yeah, new conference, new team, uh, a little bit of a new system. So, yeah, a lot lot to still be sorted out here over the next few months before, before the season. But uh, we'll have plenty of quarterback storylines to write about here moving forward. So just another intriguing element here to the quarterback room. Yeah, I, I'm curious to see how he he, he handles himself. You know, he's only gonna have a short term, a short period there to kind of prove that, that he can be the guy and the starter. Um, I, I do think he has a leg up just just based on experience alone. I think that should help him. But again, if McNamara has a strong spring, if JG McCarthy shows that he's capable of beating McNamara out in the spring, and he has he rides some momentum in the fall, I, I think McNamara, I think Jim Harbaugh would be crazy not to look at to not look at McCarthy to start in the fall so we'll see there's just one more body I think it's a, like I said it's a good thing and I think this is going to really be determined obviously in fall camp I, I think maybe if if McNamara McCarthy had stood out in spring you could go into fall with a starter that's not going to be the case this year you know as has been the case in years past Michigan tends to ride out the quarterback string for a while I suspect that'll be the case again especially with Bowman now now in this situation if only we were allowed to watch any of the spring practices and kind of gauge for ourselves, but it's going to be a lot of, it'll be interesting to see what the coaches say about the quarterback race too during, during spring and fall. But yeah, that, that wasn't the only big news on Sunday. Michigan landed a, a big, big fish in the 2022 class, uh, getting gross point South five-star cornerback to, to stay home and stay close to home. And, and he committed to, to the Wolverines number 11 overall recruit in the 2022 class, uh, the highest ranked recruit in the state of Michigan since Lamar Woodley all the way back in 2003. So obviously a, a national talent, a primetime talent that, that Michigan was able to, to get on, on Sunday. And I mean, early on, it seemed like it's just obvious that he would choose Michigan just based off of his dad was a cornerback at, at Michigan in the nineties in played High school ball about an hour away from Ann Arbor, but uh, Ohio State made it was figured to be in the lead at, at some point in in December and January. USC made a strong push, but in the end, the, the new coaching staff helped seal the deal with Johnson, and uh, is a huge gift for Michigan at a, a real real position of need for them in, in the class. Yeah, that you, you took the words right out of my mouth. That was going to be my point. They really needed a quarterback. Uh, they, they've been light the last few years. Uh, this is this is, I believe, the first five-star cornerback Michigan's landed with Harbaugh. Um, so it's like, you know, they've they've recruited fine in the past, um, and they've developed guys. That's been their key in the, in the secondary. They've been able to develop good, to, decent, decent to good players. Now, 
this could open the floodgate. And you would probably speak to this better than I can, but this could open the floodgates to just you know better recruits at corner, which is a position I think Michigan desperately needs to bolster and, and get deeper and, and just better at, especially if they're going to change their defensive schemes. For sure, yeah. And I wrote about this and mentioned this in an article I wrote yesterday, but I mean – these five-star talents are easier to project at, at the college level. I mean, right, right now, the mission starting corners this past year were Vincent Gray and, and Jamon Green, and they showed some bright spots in, in 2020. They, they were exposed against tougher talent and, and as three-star prospects out of, out of high school. I mean, the ceiling isn't as high as compared to a guy like Johnson, who, I mean, is already six foot three has the length, has the ball stills that that are needed to kind of go up against some of the top receivers that you're going to face in, in the Big Ten. So he's a guy that could potentially start right away and and be kind of that shutdown corner that that Michigan is looking for. And yeah, like you said, now Michigan has three defensive backs in the 2022 class, all ranked inside the top 300 nationally. So that's kind of their although the the strength of the 2021 class was on offense, getting the quarterback and J.J. McCarthy and running back Donovan Edwards and a four-star receiver in, in Xavier Worthy. So far, it's been the defense that's been the strength of this 2022 class now. So, and it doesn't look like they're slowing down at all. I mean, Maurice Linguist, the the new defensive backs coach, looks like yeah. I mean, we've discussed this before about kind of his, his recruiting acumen, and it's been on display here with the Wolverines early on. I mean, he also helped land Taylor Groves four-star safety from from Tennessee and, and Cody Jones also a, a four-star cornerback from Tennessee so it'll, it'll be interesting to see what uh, what transpires on the recruiting trail because Michigan is definitely in the mix for a lot of other top top guys in the 2022 class as well that was my question for you I, I figured linguist was in on recruiting Johnson was there anyone else was Sharon Moore in on him too Sharon Moore was kind of a holdover from the previous staff that was all, I mean, Michigan has been interested in, in Johnson for a while um, and, and more, more remained that constant during that transition of staff members. But uh, I think having Ron Bellamy added to the staff too. I mean, Bellamy's seen, seen a lot of Johnson over the past four years. Uh, Bellamy of course was the West Bloomfield coach for, for the past 11 years before taking the job this off season. So uh, he has familiar with with Johnson too, and yeah, it was mostly it was a pretty collective effort. But I think Linguist definitely helped seal the deal. I mean, as soon as Linguist took the job, Johnson was one of his first calls and said, "Hey, look, man, like you, you're still a top priority. We want you, and, and we're going to continue to recruit you hard." And and they Michigan did a good job fending off USC and and Ohio State. His man, it would be a much different narrative if he committed to the his dad was a Michigan cornerback as well. So definitely a best case scenario for, for the Wolverines. Yeah. And linguist made sure to, to thump his chest afterward uh, on Twitter. Uh, he tweeted Sunday afternoon after Johnson committed it's happening. Wolverine nation. This will go down as one of the best classes in Michigan football history. The Michigan movement is in full effect. We are not done yet. Hashtag go blue. So linguist is obviously thumping his chest quite a bit there. He's tweeted, you know, last month, get used to it or it's happening. So clearly there's a lot of momentum they believe in the recruiting uh, trail. Good news. I think for Michigan, I think it's really one of, and we we hit on this in the past. I think it's one of the reasons why uh, Jim Harbaugh went younger with this coaching staff. And, you know, he's changed the makeup of it. They're going to take some chances here with some of these guys that may not have gotten in the past. And, and I think that's their one opportunity here to try and bolster the, you know, get over the hump and, and just get better talent here. Uh, and, and this is, I think, step one. 
For sure, for sure. And yeah, the Michigan's entering week two of spring practices this week. And like we say, yeah, Michigan takes basketball takes on Illinois on Tuesday. We'll have uh, we'll have more coverage of that game and a podcast here later this week on discussing hoop. So make sure to, to tune back in to listen to that. Thanks for joining us and we'll talk to you soon.